Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's Waffle Box time. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It gets the people going. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? My crotch is itchy. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me Shirley. What would you do if you had a million dollars? Two chicks at the same time, man. Just thank the Lord she didn't live to see her son as a mermaid. You killed a hooker! Call girls! No, she was Cyril, when they're dead, they're just hookers! This time we are sure she's a woman, right? Why do you want to listen to the TV with the stereo on? Because I like to party? Let's do this! Welcome to Wubba Box, podcast, where we talk about anything, everything, and nothing, all at the same time. Coming from episode 23, will Elon Musk solve world hunger? We celebrate the return of Judge Judy, Facebook jail being a real place in the UK, of course, Cushy's movie review, and so much more. I am Mike Fish, and I am joined by that man himself, as always, Mr. Kush Hayes. Kush Hayes, how you doing, buddy? Mike Fish, what's good, y'all? It's Waffle Box. It's the best part of Wednesday. I'm happy to be here, fresh off the heels of uh, working with Len Kavazinski on Pact of Vengeance with Leo Fong. That, uh, everything's in the can. Now it's up to the editors and uh, distributors and all that stuff. So, uh, But yeah, Kush Hayes. Had a hand in making a movie. It's pretty exciting. When's when's the movie come out? Probably in the, uh, the spring of next year. Next year. Uh, Only the, now, now the fun part begins. The, all the editing. What's the and what's the what ma- did they get and what's different from the script and a uh, hundred other things I can't even fathom right now. But what's uh, the name of the movie? Yeah. Pact of Vengeance. Mm. It's a Killer Wolf Films release, and uh, yeah, Leo Fong. Uh, PD Avalon, uh, Diamante, both from AEW Wrestling, or I guess AEW, and then um, John Mickle Thor. Uh, I did not meet him, but I uh, heard nothing but great things. And then, of course, the man himself, Master Len Kabazinski, co host of the Kick Ass Movie Podcast. It's uh, his movie, his writing, his directing, and uh, it's a great time, dude. It was a good opportunity. I was super happy to be a part of it. Main pies, are you going to get credit on the? scrolling bit at the end yes happy days this is uh, it is happy days dude as sexy as my resume is as all the big events i've been to all the events that i had to produce myself i do not have an imdb credit anywhere like this is finally i've I've been doing this shit since 2007 (laughs) you demand credit literally Oh. But other than that, how was LA, as they like to call it? It was very warm. Traffic was spotty at times, uh, as you may have heard. Otherwise, um, oh, uh, we were on the set of a hospital, and a spider or spiders bit the hell out of my legs. Uh, otherwise, again, it was a great opportunity. It was a great experience. Looking forward to being a part of the next Killer Wolf Films project. Be, oh, is there going to be a sequel already? This is Len Kabazinski's like 17th or 18th. Oh, like, this guy gets see, shit man. done. See, this guy gets shit done. Happy to be a part of his team, too. Well, before we dive in, I need to say something. 
Break it down, I, Mike. I speak to the people. Of speak Be- your mind. Beacon, New Jersey. Beacon, New York. Sorry, I do apologize. So Testify. Tonight, I am drinking Industrial Arts Brewery. Oh, wow. The beer named Metric. It's a very nice beer. I'm going to put it right now for audio listeners. Mm. Now, I'm going to give a shout out to them, Industrial Arts Brewing Company, POW. Uh, but I was going to give out a shout out to Hudson Valley Brewing Company. However, because they're lame, they don't allow dogs, even in their outside area. Now, not even in the outside area, not even in the outside area. You're a brewery. That's a little unusual. Don't allow dogs in your outside area. So you lost the custom of an Englishman who was ready to drink beer, who wasn't driving. You fucked up. So I've got to say, I got to say, I get annoyed by people taking their dogs every goddamn place uh, in existence. But the outdoor, the outdoor beer patio is, 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 it's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm very confused by that one myself. So that's not you a smart move. Messed guys. up Hudson Valley, and I'm gonna yeah. tag you in this so you feel shame. shame. Inside the bar, inside shame. the brewery. Oh yeah, totally absolutely. get that. But no. but outside, outside. No, as long as, as long as everyone picks up after each other, it should be fine. Exactly. Yeah, wildly confused by that. Absolutely. So that's my just quick chat. But um, speaking of, let's, let's actually uh, dive in because we've actually got quite a lot to go on uh, this evening. A lot of things. It's an exciting on. itinerary, dude. I'm I'm ready to get into this tonight. Okay, so this. speaking of how you're you're lacking in your IMDb credits, one person who's not lacking in the IMDb credits is a young lady who has returned to our television sets. Through the medium of IMDb TV, which I've only just learned about hmm. a couple of days ago, which I think is just another offspawn of basically Amazon Prime. It's basically mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Um, Judge Judy's back on our television screens, and I, for one, cannot be happier. <laughs> oh, my. But my. Well, when you say she's back now, she hasn't made any new episodes since May of this year. And even then, her. So. Well, she's got a new home now, I guess. She's Judy Justice. Oh, yeah. You're talking about Judy Justice. Or is it Justice Judy? It's Judy Justice. Oh, now. You're talking about Judy Justice, but Judge Judy is still in syndication all 25 years of it. And so she's she's getting that double check now. Banking that. She's what was something stupid like two million. She's the highest paid crazy like that. Highest paid TV personality in the world because of that syndication market. And she's been, she did Judge Judy for 25 years. This is Judge Judy Shineland for those not, not paying attention. Judge Judy was Legend. a thing for 25 years. And now, now she's just got a new series, but it's, it's not anything different. She's got yeah. a, she's got a, a lavender robe. Uh, the court clerk, for some reason, has a presence. The, sono- the stenographer, she's kind of sexy, but she well, has no business being there either. All she does is just sit there and smirks every now and again when Judge she's Judy She's got a sexy smirk. Go. I'm into it. Uh, I'm like, yeah. Well, let's find out what her what her opinion is. Ask her, ask her some more things, Judge Judy. And then we've got the, the security guard guy who's not Bird. Where's Bird? Oh, that's not the usual bailiff? No. Okay. Well, good for him. That's uh, Those are some big shoes to fill. So well, he's a new guy. The bailiff is always... He's always the right hand man on these judge shows. So Wapner had Rusty and uh, Judy 
now has this guy. But so in the hype of this episode, I did put in there that I was going to do an intensive review of the first episode. However, Ooh. two things came a cropper into that. One was the fact that I've just binge watched five episodes back to back. So I, now I have no idea what happened in the first episode or the third episode. It all just merged into one. The first episode was. But wait, wait. Oh, no. Actually, no, I do remember. Wait, I do. But anyway, but the point I was ever going to make is that there's no real point of doing real intense because, like you yeah. say, episode one of Judy Justice or Justice Judy is exactly the same as every single ever episode of Judge Judy. It's this, yeah. this is the same thing. And it's wonderful. I'm not knocking it, but nothing wrong with that. But yes, episode one for a was was the uh, the what do they call it? What, what, what was they referred to? The the mini brawler or the mini wrestler or something like that. They kept calling him a mini wrestler, mini and, wrestler. and for <laughs> that didn't process to me at first until they finally got a side profile of him. And the whole time I was like, I thought he was sitting down. I was like, oh, he's a little person. He's a little. Person. He's a midget. He's a dwarf. He's whatever whatever he wants to be called, folks, and. uh He's in a oh, little mini hot water. Was a twist. I don't know. Mini wrestler. They, the the chick kept saying he's a mini wrestler. He's got a temper. Like there, there was a whole altercation. This this woman met a pro wrestler, little guy, um, but super charming. Charmed the pants off of her literally. And then she, she apparently liked him so much. She went like, "We need to get your teeth fixed, sir." <laughs> and they did. And then something happened. Apparently, he only had there was one some miscommunication. Just one. T- oh, just he just had one tooth. So he could. So he couldn't eat any of her cooking. That was the big, big thing. That's a romantic. I know. Wow, that's. And so she rather than really have liked him, and she had enough of just producing mushy food and soup. I guess where rather than doing that, she was like, "I'm gonna spend thirteen thousand dollars fixing your teeth." Which yeah, seems wow. rational, but there you go. But yeah, long story short, they break up, and all of a sudden, she's like, "Hang on a minute, I just spent thirteen thousand on this motherfucker. I want that money back." <laughs> to which, and Judy was gonna almost let him get away with it, except for the fact that he there was there's text messages now, there there's screenshots and everything. So yeah, that's okay. A word of advice. <clears throat> if if you someone gives you let's just say thirteen thousand dollars and then they say give me that thirteen thousand dollars and you say no and then they say i'll take you to court and you go fine take it to court then perhaps don't send them text messages saying you're gonna give them the thirteen thousand dollars back might be yeah. a good idea because if you've done that chances are you're probably gonna end up having to pay the thirteen thousand well, all, all is all is well because even even when the little guy lost lost the case, here's what happens on these shows: um, the studio actually pays the judgment. So, really, the outcome. Mm-hmm. I did not yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. So that that woman still got her ten grand, uh, um, but he's he's clear of his obligation. I, I know that because I know somebody that was whites. on one of those shows. What you was on one. I knew one. I oh. knew someone on one of those shows. And that was that was the whole gimmick. Like I was like, why are you being so cool about this, bro? And the, the point was, whatever money was owed, whether even he believed it or not, he was no longer liable for it afterwards. And it was just like, 
wait mm-hmm. now now this is going to become a whole thing now this this is going to be an extended version of waffle box because now i've got a you know i love a theory and an idea here comes another one tell me to break it down break it down like so basically what you could do is create a hustle where like me and you could just create this court case out of thin air and say that I owe you $20,000 or whatever, create some mm-hmm. ridiculous evidence to which I do owe you $20,000. You take me on to judge Judy, Judy justice, whatever. And then they, they give you 20 grand and we split it. Uh, so I one, I think there's definitely a cap. So I, it's the, the both episodes involved 10 grand. The only two episodes I saw. So I think that's that's as high as anything is getting paid out too. I think there has to be some police reports involved. I think I think like an actual wrongdoing has to be recorded. Oh, otherwise, gosh. yeah, they I'm uh, sure otherwise everyone would be doing this. this. And, and maybe everyone is doing this now. Maybe though, also just as I gave that advice about not having text messages as a trail. Perhaps trying to come up with this plan on a podcast that I'm going to put out into public probably is not the best idea either. But, no, uh, it's definitely. I mean, the, the the gig's up now, homie. Yeah, we end was, up going to court. I mean, not, Judge I, Joe Brown, Judge Mathis, Judge Judy. They're it's, all in. It's, together. Game's over. It's a ring. Case dismissed. It's a racket. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the main things is, I believe it's her daughter. Now, at the end of each episode, she like sits in her chambers with this young lady who I believe is her daughter and kind of summarizes a lesson that they've learned or she's learned from the episode. And now, why do you believe that that's, that's her daughter and not know that that's her daughter? Because I, someone told me it was, but I didn't do the research. So I believe it was, oh. but I don't know for a fact because I don't, you know, you know, you, know, you have to do your own research on this, but I didn't. It's a but, weird segment, but yes, yeah, so even, even if it isn't, it's this really awkward segment where, because judge Judy, it's five seconds. It's literally five seconds. Was... But like judge Judy has been doing this. For a long time she's charismatic as hell she mm-hmm. knows what she's doing and then suddenly she's mm-hmm. having this conversation with this plank of wood who's like oh yeah i totally get by that i would not do it. if someone did that to me i wouldn't do that and it's oh my what is this this is horrible i don't know why they put that the only thing i can think of is maybe if they're tr- she's trying to if that is her daughter indeed if they're trying to set up something where she's Judge you trying to pass the baton onto her, and she's going to be like the next. I don't know, but if oh, that's, that's the case, happening. yeah, it's not. It's not going to work out. That's definitely to... not happening. Uh, it, just based on the, the the two experiences I saw. Yeah, judge two by four. Having the most, the <laughs> most like it's when she instead of hitting the gavel, she just headbutts the desk, Bird. and that's final. Boom. <laughs> I'd actually watch that. I'd actually watch that. <laughs> but um, Judge Concussion. Ugh. Judge Concussion. So, yeah. So, check it out. I am DBTV. Judge Judy's back. God bless her. It's also available on Prime. They're the same thing. That's how I saw it. I mean, yeah. So if log you, into but your... if you absolutely need to watch it on your laptop, IMDb. Well, you can do it. Yeah. Because if, if you go into the IMDb app, you have to log in with your Amazon account anyway. So, it's the same thing. Whatever. That's so dumb. um beautiful shout out judge judy we love you um speaking of where can we segue from that let's talk about from courtrooms to jail Ooh, Mm. that's Um, a good segue so 
the UK is getting down. So online trolls, where normally you get as it's the same as the kids would say, Facebook jail when you get banned mm-hmm. temporarily from social media platforms. That could be coming a real place um, in the UK, as um, reported by the Times in the UK. They said. Um, Social media users that post certain kinds of offensive content could face a prison sentence of up to two years under proposed UK law. Uh, The Online Safety Bill, a piece of proposed legislation overhauling the UK's online communication laws, will include a provision that criminalizes content that causes, quote unquote, likely psychological harm with sentences reaching up to two years. Mm. So this goes on and on. But I think for me, it's it's kind of, I don't know what your thoughts are, but it, like, it's kind of a double-edged sword here because one, I believe it's something needs to be done. Definitely to get serious, that there is definitely harm to be done when people who are being mm-hmm. bullied online and things like that. There's definitely um, examples uh, because obviously I'm a wrestling fan. I keep talking about this, but there was a, a young, young lady who was a professional wrestler in Japan. She got bullied and she ended up committing suicide and that became a huge thing mm-hmm. over in Japan. So definitely something needs to be done. My issue with this is maybe it's a good start, but I'm my only issue here is that I guess until you get into the nitty gritty of it, mm-hmm. this could be way open to interpretation. And yes. so it could be like, like I could, you could be like go into someone like some like going super racial slurs and I hope you kill yourself and blah 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 blah. blah. You go, you go, it's real hurtful shit, which mm-hmm. obviously or, or, or Thursdays as as that's known for Mike. <laughs> but then, but in th- just another person, if I just you know, you're wearing glasses right now. So if I called you four eyes, depending on your interpretation, you could take that as real offense, and I could end up going for prison for that. You know what I mean? It's. I'm sorry. I, I, it was an example. I don't mean that you've got two fun, fantastic eyes, Kush. But um, <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. Like it, it's so open in interpretations. Like people could be going to prison for weird stuff. You know what do you what do, what do you think? What do you think? So I don't think anyone's going to prison for being called four eyes. But yeah, there's gonna definitely be some. Like if you, if you, you drop an N bomb or whatever racial epithet, whatever, whatever something phobic that's that's going to get you in some real hot water i want i want to know how this applies to international uh communication as well like if you're you're in the uk you're in new jersey but if you're in the uk and i'm out here in san francisco and you and i are just bombing the hell out of each other back and forth like maybe you go to jail but what is there a warrant out for me now in london am i barred from the uk for life but what's how does that work and then again yeah, where what exactly is the exact line? Obviously, no racial epithets. No, don't talk about someone's religion. But like, you know, I got put in Facebook jail for 24 hours for calling some dude a hoe. It was just it was just a funny thing to say. And obviously, like, dudes don't get upset about being called hoes. But I I typed out H O E, and that was that was the trigger word, and that got me thrown in jail for 24 hours. This is a guarded instrument. Could be you saying, "Hey, you, you, <laughs> people use you." The AI saw the inflection. The AI saw saw the inflection and saw the context, but took it took it too far. Took it to the took it to the letter of the law, not the spirit of the law. 
this is why robots are going after us. Mm-hmm. You've seen Terminator? You've seen iRobot? I've seen Terminator. It's happening. It's happening. So but yeah. This is definitely a, is is this in place or is this on like a ballot or it's a proposed law for right now. So it's definitely going to be it's just a proposal a, right now. Okay. It's, it's going to be a, an ongoing story, I think. Uh, but basically, if you're in the UK, just, just be nice to each other, even if you're online. So because this is where like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, does, sure it hurts just, nothing to be nice. Have we discussed this before where they're talking about potentially you having to to give out ID to sign up to social media networks. Have you seen that? I have, I've, I've, I've seen people just suggest it. I've not seen any official proposals about it, but yeah, why not? I don't, yeah, I don't see a problem because like people say, oh, people need their anonymity, whatever it's called. But so, no, you, you know, we had it, it and I'm it got gonna, abused. I'm not going to put out, like if I, let's just say I signed to Twitter and they asked for my driver's license. I'm pretty sure Twitter's not going to put out my driver's license online. It's just to prove that I am. It's basically to link a human being to an account. So that way, if I start fucking shit up and being a dickhead, then they know who's being the dickhead. It doesn't mean I can still put on WaffleBollock69 as my username. Sure. But it's connected to me. so, So I'm still anonymous to the outside world. But if I fuck up, but also, at the end of the day, people people need this. Blah, 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 blah. It's a social media network. No one needs a Twitter account. No one needs a Facebook account. Yeah, you don't you need don't, to be on Facebook. You don't want me. it. Just don't go on it. Stop being such a bitch. There you go. Oh, now I've just called people. I've called everyone a bitch. Now I'm definitely going to prison. You just call everybody a bitch. Literally everyone. And there's like 60 million people in the UK. So that's 60 million times two. I'm going to prison for like 120 million years. So this could be the last. You're gonna episode. you're gonna have to be reincarnated a couple times and still do time. A couple of times. What's my life expectancy? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 120 million. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, fair enough. Sorry, I just, yeah, never mind. Anyway, be nice to each other. Um, speaking of being nice to each other, next story. I like this. I like this quick, quick fire. Um, rather than just being nice to each other, let's be nice to animals. Oh. Um, because if you don't, you might get dead. Uh, so I'm gonna entitle this bit bullshit because it's funny. Um, so <laughs> so a 55 year old man has died after being gored at a bull running event in eastern Spanish town of Onda. Man was repeatedly attacked by the bull at the Fira de Onda Festival, suffering a head wound and having an artery punctured on his left thigh. He died at a hospital in a nearby town of Villarreal. Now, I am going to be the one, first one to say, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I I appreciate, I feel bad for his family and loved ones, but the reason I brought this and I mentioned it to you, why I'm going to talk about this is dumb. Like, I'm sorry, this shit, bullfighting in general, like, people shouldn't be sad about this. If you choose to antagonize a big bastard animal with horns, and then that big bastard animal with horns hits you with his horns, that's on you. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's on you. I bet the gentleman will agree with you, too. Like, hey, 
it happened. Uh, it's kind of like, right? <sighs> I mean, it's not exactly the same, but if there's a guy standing 20 feet away with a sword going, ah, ah, I'm going to stab people. Ah, ah, and mm-hmm. then I go up to him and slap him in the face. Yes, technically, that guy shouldn't stab me because that's illegal, but that's also kind of on me when he stabs me because why did you, why'd you go up to him? Just leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Like this whole running of the balls, bullfighting, why are people doing it? It just sounds dumb to me. It's kind okay, of like, it's kind of also, obviously, I'm going to just wrap this in a whole connection. Skydivers. Mm-hmm. Skydivers, sky- rock climbers. I was about to in, say If that. your parachute doesn't open, I'm sorry, that sucks, but why are you jumping out of planes? You're supposed to stay Perfectly in the plane, plane until it lands. Enjoy the onboard. And that's part of the thrill. You you in- might die, Mike. You know, that's part of the gimmick. So <sighs> I bet this dude, I would like to know if this is if this was this guy's first bull run or if this was like his 23rd or something. Because he's 55, so he's definitely up there. He's he's definitely a lot <sighs> slower than he used to be. Maybe this is but, his first uh, one. Though. Maybe he thought, you know what? I've been I've been on this earth for five years. I've seen a lot of these. Maybe I'm going to get involved in these guys. I would say if this was his first one, that's just bad luck. If this was like his 23rd, then he went out a went out with a warrior spirit, Mike Fish. But in the 111 years that this festival has been going on, this bull run has been happening in that town. Uh, only 16 people have died. And that's an average of just over 14% casualty rate, my friend. So I, uh, it doesn't need to be done. It's, it's an old tradition and traditions don't have to last forever. And now, you know, instead of 15, there's now 16 people dead, but that's, uh, that's Spain. I don't know. I think crazier shit happens out here now. It's it's, it's like, I mean, it's just even just reading the description of the actual story, right? So mm-hmm. I'm sure most people watching this or listening to this know what running of the balls is, but still, it's during sure. the events, crowds of participants run in front of a group of balls which are let loose in a section of the town. Mm-hmm. Like doing this in front of a car might actually be safer, doing this on the freeway might actually be safer. Playing Frogger without the bull. Playing Frogger on the highway. There you go. Yeah. That's a, why not do that? Why not? Because why not, Mike Fish? Because I'm pretty sure some freeway. When the bull kills someone, the bull gets deaded as well. He didn't do anything wrong. He was just being a bull. He was just living his life. <laughs> and suddenly, you just release him in the town. He's like, "Ooh, what bars are open? Am I vaccinated?" There's, uh... <laughs> Doing Play the mask. Uh, oh, oh, China my. shop. I need to start China shop from China. That's oh, that's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save a ball, and I'm gonna release them in a China shop. Just film it, and it's gonna go viral, and I'm gonna make so much money off of that video. And Spain's then number one China shop. And then I'm gonna take that ball, and I'm gonna live on a farm happily ever after, and he's gonna live a happy ever life. Because I care about animals. All right. Peace and love. <laughs> Anything else you want to add on that story before we move on? 
Nah, I mean, the guy, the guy knew the risks, got killed. I bet he doesn't regret a thing. Or did he? Maybe he was just going like going to the shops for some milk, and just took the wrong turn. <laughs> I would. Then he would definitely get what's coming to him because obviously he'd be like, "Oh, there's a crowd. Oh no, Whoa, what's going on over here?" <laughs> I don't know. Okay, if that's the situation, I feel bad for him in that case. But we'll see. I didn't do my research. I've done very little research on Silver. Ah, speaking of trolls. Um, okay, so this is definitely one because I know I kind of gave you a heads up on this story, but I know you're not super familiar with this. But Elon Musk mm-hmm. is yeah, what's old Elon up to these days? So, we haven't heard out of him in a while. What's he doing? This is back from space. I wrote a big long page of notes, but it's basically this tweet. So so this article came out, it was on CNN. The headline said that 2% of Elon Musk's wealth could help solve world hunger, says the director of UN Food Scarcity Organization. Um, 2% small... of Elon's wealth could solve world hunger. Indeed. Okay. Um, a small group of ultra-wealthy individuals could help solve world hunger with just a fraction of their net worth, says the director of the United Nations World Food Programme. Billionaires need to, quote-unquote, step up now on a one-time basis, but it won't be one time, said David Beasley in an interview on CNN's Connect the World with Becky Anderson, blah, 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 blah. Um, Six billion to help 42 million people that are literally going to die if we don't reach them. It's not complicated, he added. Uh, Tesla chief executive Musk has a net worth of nearly $289 billion, according to Bloomberg, meaning that Beasley is asking for a donation of just 2% of his fortune. The net worth of US billionaires has almost doubled since pandemic, yada, 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 yada. So following that article, a man by the name of Dr. Eli David tweeted, fact check. So he's kind of like one who's calling out Elon, but he's also calling out UN here. Fact check. Uh, 2%. Of Elon Musk's wealth is $6 billion. Uh, and then in 2020, the UN Food World Food Program raised $8.4 billion. How come that didn't solve world hunger? So it's kind of like a little bit of tongue in cheek. But then Elon Musk himself replied on Twitter if the World Food Program can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion will solve world hunger. I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. But it must be open source accounting so the public sees precisely how the money is spent. Then David Beasley himself, the guy who said literally in this interview, and I quote, $6 billion to help 42 million people that are literally going to die if you don't reach them. It's not complicated. Replied, headline's not accurate. $6 billion will not solve world hunger. Hmm. You just kind of said it did in this interview, literally. Um, mm. But it will prevent geopolitical instability, mass migration, and say 42 million people on the brink of starvation, an unprecedented crisis, and a perfect storm due to COVID conflict climate crisis. With your help, we can bring hope, build stability, and change the future. This Let's Talk 
It isn't as complicated as Falcon heavy, but too much at stake to not at least have a conversation. It can be on the next flight. I can be on the next flight to you. Throw me out if you don't want to hear. <sighs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> and then Elon replied, please publish your current and proposed spending in detail so people can see exactly where the money goes. And then David responded, instead of tweets, allow me to show you we can meet anywhere, Earth or space, being cheeky. Mm-hmm. But I suggest in the field where you can see where WP, WFP's people, processes, and yes, technology at work, I will bring the plan and open books. So, one, I love this story because for ages now, people all people have been saying, oh, all the richest people, if they just gave away some of their money, they could solve all the crises and blah, 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 blah. Right. And so this rich person has been like, all right, tell me how. Tell me how my money can solve this and I'll give it. And mm-hmm. by the looks of it, this David Beasley guy, who obviously I'm assuming he means well because he works for the UN's welfare program, but he's just very much... To me, he's coming out of very aggressively. He's coming very aggressively. Out. He's definitely and, coming out of the wrong way, and he's also like backtracking a little bit. Like, uh, no, as he won't help. But can I still have it? And I'll meet you. Yeah, and he he, it, he he pretty much thought it was just going to be an empty tweet that there was going to be no reply. And then when the guy went, "Okay, tell me what I need to do," then he 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 started calling us. Elon Musk called this guy's bluff, basically, and. That's 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 weird how that flipped. It should have been the other way around. Because now in in a very like I say, a very flip of the current situation where out of this whole thing, out of the person who's trying to beat world hunger and save 42 million people who are apparently literally gonna die. I I was on the side of the billionaire. Like <laughs> I was like, yeah, you tell him, Elon. Because it's just, it's a very bizarre situation. Because oh, I, yeah. I actually kind of believe, because of how nuts the guy is, I genuinely, if you said, oh, yeah, this is where I want to spend the money, mm-hmm. and this is the good it's going to do, I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against Elon Musk going, yeah, and here's the money. Here's what's up. People think that you, you earn your first million, and then you somehow flip it into a billion, and that's easy. And then they also think that then once you... You become wealthy, whatever number that equates to you, that all of a sudden you become just cold and heartless and don't have a thought about anyone else's life but your own. Okay. Fact of the matter is rich people like spending money and they also like being heroes. And if there was a way that they could solve world hunger just by going into the coins or the cushions of their couch, they would just fucking do it. All right. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot more complicated than what you think. You can't just throw money at this problem. It'll help, but it won't solve the issue. And I don't know what all the problems are, but they're there. They've been there longer than we've been alive. Like money isn't a new thing. Money money couldn't money could have solved this a century ago. Yeah. And even if you think these world billionaires are all evil bastards just there to stroke their own ego, you don't think could you imagine the ego stroke if Elon Musk all he had to do is give up two percent of his money to solve the entire world hunger problem? 
He would Bill do Gates had to hobby. give his wife 50% of his wealth. All right. He would he would love to just give the world 2% of his wealth and, and have a clear conscience forever. But he ended up having to give one person, one woman, 50% of everything. All right. Look, guys, this someone's math is wrong here. Now it ain't mine because I ain't the one producing numbers, but it's probably this guy's math. That's terrible. I mean, it's it's a lot more complicated than anyone can even imagine. But yeah, you, I'm. Could you just imagine that? Like, just being able to sit there at home, maybe with a glass, glass of fine whiskey and a cigar, just being able to say, "Oh, do you know how there's no world hunger anymore?" Yeah, I did that. I did that. That was me. Like in a heart. Did that shit on a Thursday? Yeah. Shut up. But it's it's crazy. Like in that, when I start digging deeper into this, I was reading his tweet. Like again, the whole narrative is, and again, I'm not trying to like stick up for billionaires and blah blah blah. blah. But it, there is definitely like a, a I guess the, the buzz phrase is like there's a media narrative and blah blah blah. blah. But because I was reading one where, so the whole thing came about when I think it was Hertz. Is it like the car rental company? Okay. They apparently they wanted to buy like a hundred thousand Teslas or whatever to add to their fleet of cars, which is going to give Tesla like billions and billions and billions of dollars. Okay. And so they're obviously Tesla's stock price shut up because oh shit they're going to make a bunch of money now. Mm-hmm. And Elon Musk went publicly on Twitter to be like, hey FYI. It's great that the stock price is going up, but this deal that everyone's talking about actually hasn't gone through yet. It's it's like mm. nothing's like, like chew mm. your chew your tits, as they say. Mm-hmm. And then like, someone calm your tits, calm your tits. And someone was like, "Oh, why would Elon Musk?" Say that? So he could have been the evil, greedy bastard and just read the whole okay, oh, shit. Everyone thinks this deal's gone through, and so I'm making a shit ton of money, whatever. But he actually went out there and said, "Oh, if you're investing." Just know, FYI, mm-hmm. the deal you think's happens not actually happened, and then people were like making fun of it. it was like, you can't have it two ways. Either they're evil or they're, like, you know what I mean? It's just, I, it's, <laughs> it just frustrates me. Yeah, man. No, you can't let that get to you. But yeah, that's just that's how it is. So again, I uh, just, me- sorry, I was just gonna, again. I'm not. I'm not defending billionaires, but. You can't it's say okay they're evil for one way. But... You can't say they're evil one thing, and then when they do the opposite, say they're stupid or evil for the other thing as well. It's like, oh, come on, come on, this guy's gonna solve. All I mean, we 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 can we can un- unpeel this onion all night long, and and in that case, it's not the same people, you know, making fun of them. It's it's just don't worry about it, man. The internet is is definitely more than one voice. And it's still usually wrong. <laughs> Soon a so, bunch of them are going to go and we, prison. We contribute to that too. So jokes Oof. on them. Jokes on them. I, I have reason to believe that uh, that bill in the UK, that proposition won't go through because there's even the lawmakers in the UK have said some foul shit on Twitter and <laughs> don't want to be held accountable for it. <laughs> so I, I got a feeling that thing goes away, but that's it. That's oh, yeah. 
to go full That's circle. That's as, as interesting being on the table as someone suggesting that California, the singular state of California, split into five states. Oh, well, that's all bullshit. I know. That's because that's... And yet someone thought it up. The only reason people would want to do that is for political gain. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. not, it's not going to... It's the only people it's going to benefit are the handful of people who would get paid a little bit more money because suddenly they have a little bit more power. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Fuck them. But Anyways, bad ideas are, are, are plentiful. Yeah, but also going on to this little green marble. Going on to that whole back to the UK thing. That's a point of like how far again, how far back does it go? Because then, you know, where if someone's says, Oh, hey, we just found out that 10 years ago you put up this Facebook status that was naughty. Here's the handcuffs. There seems to be no statue of limitations, and you you can't have grown as a person ever. But that's fucking can't. Without talking about that, I, I actually cancel. I think, but someone was like, you know how people go on about cancel culture, cancel culture, cancel culture. Mm. Oh, it's, it's cancel culture. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. had this thought. You know how when you realize the people that talk about cancel culture are always just generally horrible people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, when it's like, I, did, I did not see that going that oh, way, but I approve. This is fucking cancel culture. What so I, so I just can't I just can't walk down the street and grab a titty anymore? What the fuck? I can't I can't call a black guy the N-word anymore. Well that's, that's sexual that's assault. Not, no, you so. can't do that. That's not cancel culture. You just you just, just being found out that you're a piece of shit. That's not cancel just... culture, pal. <laughs> oh fucking cancel culture. That's definitely not cancel culture, but maybe should maybe that should be. Maybe maybe groping women on the street should be cancel culture. Yeah, it's that's pretty much what well, the bulk of what they see is so whenever they say, oh, someone took someone into their office and masturbated over them 10 years ago. Oh, that was 10 years ago. Cancel culture. Yeah, well, yeah, they were, we just found out they were a piece of shit. Sorry it took us time, but we didn't have the evidence. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah. talk about personal... Okay, to, per- to be fair, the guy who's masturbating on his employees in the office 10 years ago is probably still doing that today and probably hasn't learned from his mistakes. So, yeah, I think that I think that one was okay. But it's like, like, imagine, like, if I'm, like, if I'm friends with someone, good friends with someone for, like, 15 years, let's just say that. And, but mm-hmm. then I find out that, I don't know, five years ago that they beat up a guy just because he was gay Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I'm going to be like, ah, I don't feel comfortable hanging out with you anymore. But it's not cancel okay. culture. It's just because, oh, my, our previous relationship was held on a certain bit of information. I've now mm-hmm. learned new information on you. Now I'm not sure that I like you anymore. It's not just cancel culture. It's no, it's just new shit has been learned about you. We had an opinion on you. Now we've learned something else. Fuck you. That's what I gotta say about it. Fair enough. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just fucking snowflakes, man. They're scared of being found out. Oh, <laughs> I love that phrase. You know, whenever someone because that's the whole thing. Whenever people bitch about someone or they bitch about then you can be like, oh, you're bitching about bitching. So my favorite thing online, and I'm probably gonna get put in prison for this in the UK for two years. 
But whenever someone complains about something and says, call someone a snowflake, I just turn straight around and call them a snowflake because they're getting snowflake by the snowflake. It's hilarious. And they blow up. They explode. You should do oh it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Search, search on Twitter for snowflake and then find someone calling someone a snowflake and they call mm-hmm. them a snowflake and just watch the world burn. It's hilarious. For some reason, when I look up the search term snowflake, I find something very different and it's non-political, but very oh, sexual. So don't wait. worry about that. Now, new segment. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Random sexual thing of the week. What is a snowflake in the sexual connotation? You're going to have to look that up yourself, no, sir. No, no. This is a family show. This is your new segment. What is it? This is my new segment. No. Yep. <laughs> Denied. What is it? Wait, where did you look it up? It is a very old term that goes back to the 70s and 80s. And that is all I'm going to say. Well, never. Where did you look it up? It's common knowledge. Am I Googling it? You can Google it off the show, bro. No, I'm doing it now. Snowflake. What? Snowflake? What? Sexual? You're dragging us out, dude, and I got places to be. Snowflakes. All right, I'll bring it in next week. Anyway, final final segment. Way to throw the show off, dude. Anyways, you mentioned it. You fucking mentioned. Yeah, it. I did, yeah. and you should just yes and it. Nope, that's not never gonna happen. Yeah, long how long have you known me? Oh, that was never gonna happen. That was never. Uh, gonna well, happen. you're not good at improv then. Oh no, I am. Hence, no, what, you're not. What do you mean? I'm not good at improv. <laughs> what? Have, when have you ever seen an improv show where they say? Oh, hey, so I went to the shops and the other person goes, all right, cool. And shuts the shit down. No, they add, they go on it. They carry on. Tell me I'm good at improv. Um, anyway, movies. I won't tell you you're good at improv. Don't worry about that. I'm fucking amazing at improv. Um, so let's move on to our final segment of the week. As always, it's Kush's Movie Review. It's at up where Kush watches a movie and he talks about it. Gets catcher every week. Um, this week's movie is drum roll. Last night in Soho. Take it away, Kush. Last night in Soho. Yeah, man. Uh, this is a uh, Last Night in Soho, brand new movie from Edgar Wright, written and directed by, as always, uh edgar wright you may know him from uh shawn of the dead hot fuzz those two are fantastic films and then he goes on to his scott pilgrims and uh, a baby driver people seem to like those but those last two are a lot more well just like this movie a lot of style over substance um yeah that baby driver what i remember is i the soundtrack scott pilgrim yeah, Baby Driver is all, all style, no substance. And then Scott Pilgrim is just, it's, it's all visuals. And, and thus is the case with this. Now, people are digging this. This seems to be a crowd pleaser. Uh, but it's, let, let me tell you, it stars uh, Thomason McKenzie. If you don't know who she is, you may have seen her in Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, ATJ. And then uh, badass Terrence Stamp. This man is 83 years old, Mike, and I hope I hope I look as good as he does at 83 as I do when I turn 50, because this is a suave motherfucker. I don't look uh, as good as him now. Yeah, I know. 
But a, a guy can dream. Terrence Stamp is a smooth motherfucker. Anyways, we uh, M- M- Thomason McKenzie. She's a she's a fashion student. She's get a, she got approved to a big school in London. She's from a little small town in the UK, and you know people are wearing like you know hey be careful London busy place things get things get very crazy. It's not like what we do out here in the town in the in, in the country. Oh, by the way, are you still seeing visions of your dead mother? Uh, that that's a subject that comes up. This this young girl has a relationship with her dead mother. She's constantly seeing her in reflections, but only only for a minute. Once she cuts to the big 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 city of London, she learns that lots of people are assholes, including her roommate. And then she's just not used to how busy things get and the intensity of everything. So she moves out of the dorms into this nice little attic loft in a Soho. Uh, what does Soho mean, Mike? I, I thought that meant south of Houston, Huston. Yeah, Soho. Well, Soho in New York is south of Houston, Houston Street, whatever. Okay, but I'm not sure. Soho in London. Yeah, I'm not sure why it's called Soho in London. This is a good question. This is more controversy on the Waffle Box today. Anyway, Thomas and Mackenzie. She's uh, she's sensitive to shit. As I said, she has a relationship with her dead mother, and then once she gets to this new this new loft, this new flat. In this females only apartment, no men are allowed. She she has time traveled back to the 60s, Ooh, where all of a sudden coming. she is living through reflections and seeing Anya Taylor Joy just try and take the world by storm. It's one of those weird, naive stories where this girl walks into a theater, sees someone actually performing on stage, and then decides to just walk up to the bartender and say, like, Yeah, so you should book me on that stage next. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the best singer ever. Long story short, she ends up being thrust into a world of sexual slavery and becomes a prostitute, and is ultimately tortured and then allegedly murdered. There's a mystery afoot. It's is is things paranormal? Is this girl just schizophrenic? P.S. This girl is just schizophrenic. Oh, yeah. um, spoiler alert. I don't want to get too much deeper into this with the with, I always want to give the fans a, a minute to step out. Last Night in Soho is a beautiful looking movie. I think it's definitely going to get some Oscar nominations in the in 2022. Uh but but just for like costume design, set decoration, things like that. Like it's a very good looking movie. Uh much like Baby Driver and much like uh, Scott Pilgrim. It has a fantastic soundtrack, but it's it's as stable as wet cardboard. It falls apart real quickly. Or sizzle um, no steak. Yeah, that's real. That's that's very American of you, Mike. Very good. I, I stole that from Jim Ross. Hmm. Gonna get into spoilers here, folks. So if you if you don't want to hear it, this is the time to duck out. But like I said, uh, you look. Everyone loves Scott Pilgrim. Maybe it's not for me. So if you like Scott Pilgrim, you'll probably like this. I, I that's that's just what I'm gonna say. P- people are loving this. It's definitely a crowd pleaser. I was not one of them, but it, again, it's a beautiful looking movie. If you want to absolutely see this, see this on the biggest screen you can see it, or on the clearest picture you can see it. Otherwise, I it did nothing for me. In fact, the the my whole experience of getting to see this movie was a pain in the ass. 
Um, yeah. Uh, we're going to do some spoilers here. So, yeah, this girl is schizophrenic, dude. There, there's a love interest. Dude is super sweet. He, he's trying to win this chick's heart. But, like, he doesn't let, like, rule of three happen. He lets rule of seven happen. Like, at first, she just kind of blows him off. Uh, and and then uh, there's, there's they have some some cute moments or whatever. But at some point, like, he does get get back to her place where he's not allowed whatsoever after a certain hour. And, you know, like, they're in bed. They're fooling around. And all of a sudden, she has an episode where, like, he's on top of her, but she's freaking out because she's seeing this murder happen on this on the ceiling always kills a of, of her apartment and you know that alerts the the landlady and now this 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 perfectly innocent gentleman now his life is literally being threatened and he's just one of those things where he puts his pants on and he has to bolt out of the house or, or else he'll, he'll get stabbed in the face but like even after that like he's like hey ellie are you okay i was really worried about you the other night like is there anything i can do for you it's like yo this chick literally put your life in danger man like tap out there's plenty of skinny anemic girls in london all right brother she's not the only one she's she's a nice girl but this ain't it dude uh, i know my, you, we get rape i know ghosts. you're gonna be killed but do you want to grab breakfast <laughs> We get some rape ghosts, Mike, and then we get some rape zombies, but oh, they're Jesus. also not there whatsoever. At some point, there's there's two twists in this movie. The first one I did see coming, and I was like, that's fucking stupid. The second one I did not see coming, and I still went, well, that's also fucking stupid. Um, that's the, the, the climax ends where Thomas and McKenzie is running from her life, Go rape ghosts are busting through floorboards, Mike Fish. Okay, they they are tripping her and all this shit. Meanwhile, there's a fire ablaze because some cigarette butts landed in a box of records. I didn't. First of all, records are not this flammable, dude. I don't care yeah. if they're from the 1960s or 2001. Records are not that flammable. Where where a Marlboro or a Pall Mall is just gonna ignite it like it's doused in gasoline. All right, but that's that's how this 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 last calamity happens. Okay. Meanwhile, again, rape ghosts busting through rape the floorboard. What are these rape ghosts? Rape ghosts. There's a lot of allegory about rape and again sexual slavery. And there's supposed to be a message here about men being terrible, but in the end, women are also pretty shitty too. Mike Fish. No, no comment. So, Stand away from that one. Um. Women of sunflowers. Yeah. It's by by the end of its one hour and fifty-six minute running time, I was very frustrated with my entire evening and I was ready to go back to my hotel. And thus I did. Um, yeah. Uh last night in Soho, very pretty movie, seems to be a crowd pleaser. It is not for Cush Hayes. I give it I'm giving it a very generous three out of five, but again, it's, it's a very good looking movie. You you can always count on Edgar Wright for that. Could have been worse. It could have followed current trends and been like three hours long. Yeah, I mean, it might as well have been. It might as well it have been. Like like there's, again, there's this whole relationship with the mom that's mom is there for the first two minutes of the film. She's there for the last 45 seconds of the film. At no point does she ever show up again. But it's it's been a thing, and it gets referenced once or twice. And it's just like, oh, I 
I'd like to explore this relationship with dead mom for a minute, but yeah, that doesn't happen. (laughs) Weird. Uh, But yeah, on the plus side, though, when you mentioned she's in Jojo Rabbit, that's a good movie. Jojo, yeah. uh, Thomas McKenzie is good. Uh, She was great in Jojo Rabbit. Anya Taylor-Joy, she's fantastic for how long she's uh, in it. Uh, You'd like to see more of her. That is the one with the uh, wacky Taititi Titi. It's Hitler, right? Yes, Jojo Rabbit. Yes, Taiki Waititi. Taika Waititi. Taiki Waititi. Mm-hmm. What a fantastic sure guy! That guy is. There. Uh, he he's also a crowd pleaser. I think he's a little overrated, but again, everybody loves him. He was so. fantastic in what we do in the shadows. Everyone loves that shit. Yeah. All right. Do you just ask? Do you watch the FX series? I do. Yes. Okay. And I'm kind of okay. So you're excited for the it. new season coming up? Wait, no. Or the, did that already happen? It just it, the last episode happened, and it doesn't look like it's coming back, which is kind of sad. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. That's surprising because that's again. Regard. Forget what Cushay's thinks. That's a very popular series. People love that shit. What I do like is the fact that it's not it's it's not kind of like a spin-off or something. It's, it's based in the same universe as the movie, which I quite like. Because every now and again, you'll see the movie. Even if it isn't, it's up. it's still in the same style. Like it's... yeah, but I like I don't. I'm just I am just one of those people. That I'm not a big fan of. Oh, well, this is a popular movie, so we're just gonna create a TV show about it. And it's like, mm-hmm. whereas I quite like the fact that this is. What you saw in a movie happened before what you, you know, what I mean, like, it at least continues on into the same universe, which I, quite, I always quite appreciate mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Rather than just kind of rehashing an old idea, you're just continuing it, which basically the same thing, but it's, at least you put a little bit of effort into it. I think. Cheers. <sighs> what have you been sipping on this evening? In your waffle box mug. Well, because we don't have a sponsor, I'm just gonna say I'm I'm, I'm drinking some golden golden rum, golden spiced rum from a very popular Puerto Rican distributor. It's aged ten years. It's mm-hmm. uh, definitely courtesy of Little Sister Hayes. So shout out to her. Shout out for getting it to me. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been drinking on this evening. Does it taste good in a mug? Yeah, it tastes great in a mug. Especially this mug here, which you can get at waffleboxpod.com or wafflemerch.com. Both of them. Or enjoywafflebox.com. We've got so many URLs. Um, speaking of which, on wafflemerch.com, brand new couple of t shirt designs by our good friend um, at littlemshop.com. Uh, buddy of mine, Alex, and his good fair lady, Emma. Uh, designed a fantastic uh, couple of designs which are on wafflemerch.com right now. Already sold a couple, so it's already popular. So if you do want to check it out, go to wafflemerch.com, check out our new t-shirt design. I will be wearing it soon, but uh, I selected the incorrect shipping time, and it's probably going to be about five months before it gets here. That's kind of an exaggeration, but it's they're a little bit slow if you give them the slowest option. Just this. Uh, Give you a heads up on that one. Um, Jesus, Mike. <laughs> hey, I, I like to be honest. I like to be honest. 
You know what I mean? Um, coming up this week on Zibosnet family. What, what, what brand? I know you've been busy recording. Uh, what yeah, are you coming up in the next seven days? Well, this Friday we got waffle. <laughs> we got microdose ninety one with director master Len Kabazinski, co-host of the Kickass Movie Podcast. We are behind the scenes on set of Pact of Vengeance. It's it's about 20, 21 minutes long. It's short and sweet, but it's to the point. It's a good time. My mic died. So you're Ooh. gonna hear an echo, just a just just a disclaimer there. Um otherwise, let's see. You got oh, we just had the kick-ass movie podcast episode number five, and that was Kung Fu Killer with Donnie Yen. That's a good time if you're still into your Halloween. Otherwise. Teasing next week's Waffle Box, we're going to be talking about Marvel's The Eternals. I've heard it is apparently controversial. Yeah, I've heard critically banned. I bet it's not any different than any other Marvel movie. Uh, Yeah. All right, right, Dennis. All right, Dennis Villeneuve. We're going to find out next week. Waffle Box, Marvel's The Eternals, right here. Make sure you check it out. Um, but yes, yeah, so if you do want to follow all of those types of shows, make sure you go to bosnet.family to find all of the podcasts and they got all the archives so you can find all the microdoses, all the kick-ass, uh, kick-ass movie theater. Kick-ass movie podcast. The kick-ass movie podcast, sorry. Um, check out all of those and plus so many more. You've got also Robin Seto's beer reviews, which you can always read up on. Polite beer expressions. So much content. Bosnet.family. Uh, but if you do want to follow us, he is Kush underscore Hayes on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Mike Fish on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you follow us. Enjoy Wafflebox.com. Go to all social notes. If you are listening to us, make sure you hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button. If you are watching us on YouTube, hit the like button, thumbs up, and all that bullshit that YouTubers talk about. But it's been a pleasure for you to join us this week. And as always, take care of yourselves and each other.